Welcome. As women in business, we're so busy being busy. We're juggling life and business. And we're in the hustle. And that's when we lose sight of who we really are. This podcast is here to inspire and empower you, to unleash you, the one that's been hiding behind all the roles that you play. Weekly episodes will help you to find fun, energy, and flow in life, and also give you tips and tools so you can have a successful yet simple business. My guests and myself talk all things mindset, spirituality, relationships, and of course, business. Live the life that you've been dreaming of. Now, let's get to the good part. Welcome to today's episode of the Sharon Cliff Podcast. Now, this episode, I am 48 and I have been for the last five days and I'm only just getting this whole loving yourself thing so today's episode is called embracing self-love six tips to loving yourself in midlife now midlife I did hear someone on a podcast this week define that as between 35 and 45 I tend to disagree I think midlife is more 40 to 50 because you know 40s the new 30 and, you know, 50s the new 40. So for me, defining midlife is probably more that sort of 40 to 50 or 45 to 55 age group. So if that's you, then listen up. And you know what? If this isn't you, if you're still in your 30s, listen up because you don't want to get to midlife and go, oh, shit, this is what it's all about. If I had have known this five, ten years ago, I could have changed how I approached midlife and how I felt at midlife. And you know what? If you're past this age group, whether it be 50, 55, then this podcast is also for you because it's never too late to change. It's never too late to embrace loving yourself. So, yes, today is all around embracing midlife and loving yourself. So we all are so busy running around and I can't believe it took me to pretty much 48 to find out that I'm still struggling to find that balance, the balance between you know, that sort of younger woman that I was and not quite the older woman, but that sort of parting between where, you know, you've raised kids but you're not sort of in that retirement stage, in that middle part, that midlife. And I always felt that the more that I ticked off my list, the busier that I was, that I would feel more productive. And, yeah, I probably was productive. But I found that... The love for myself just got lost in all of that, got lost in the business, got lost in being the, the wife and the mum, got lost in that, that midlife. And what I really want to focus on is how I've just come to this point, and it's not in the last five days, it's really in this probably last six six months that I have really decided that I'm actually going to start to love myself and to really practice self-love. And as part of that journey, I've really rediscovered myself, who I am, 
what I want, what makes me happy, what's fun, and rediscovering all of that fun stuff and things that brings me joy. So that's the first tip. The first tip in six tips of learning to love yourself in midlife is to actually stop and pause and take the time to actually rediscover yourself. So as I said, you know, that sort of up to 30s was all about raising kids. And that sort of, you know, 50 forward is probably more about retirement, well, not so much retirement, but, you know, that's when your kids are starting to have kids if you've got kids and you take on that, that role then of more of a grandparent role. So this sort of 40 to 50 or 45 to 55, this midlife, you've come out of that period of your life where you've been the mum and you've been in the routine and you've been doing everything for everyone else and you've been in this sort of plan, but it's time now to really really rediscover yourself. And so in that, in that journey of rediscovering yourself, I really want you to take the time and, you know, grab a notepad or grab notes on your phone and really ask yourself these questions. Who am I? What legacy do I want to leave? What do I want to do? What makes me happy? What brings me energy? What brings me fun? What brings me joy? And really go deep in that. And, you know, you might need to write out a list of 20, 30, 40, 50 things. And the more you write, the deeper you go. And the more you'll actually rediscover who you are, but also who you want to be. Because we've been the parent and the and the mother and and all that. It's not to say that you're not going to continue that, but life at this stage is more about you because you've gone from having this calendar full of, you know, kids' school activities and after-school activities and taking kids to birthday parties and running them around and doing all the things for kids. And you get to this point, like me, and my kids have all got their licences, they've all got their own cars, they've all got jobs. And it's now my time. So that's what I want you to do. Rediscover yourself by working through those activities. Tip number two is your calendar. Take control. So for my calendar, it had this child was working here, so I needed to drop them off. They were going to finish there, so I needed to pick them up. So when I was looking at my work and my private life, I would be manoeuvring them around when I had to pick up kids or drop off kids. I would be having to think about where I needed to be for someone else. I would look at, you know, what client work I had, what days I had to travel. Take control back of your calendar. So when you start a new week, so on a Sunday, if you're looking at the next week, in that calendar, firstly write down when you're going to exercise, when you're going to do yoga, when you're going to get your hair done, when you're going to have a massage, when you're just going to take a bath with candles and a, and a wine and a podcast or a book and sit in there. Put some time in there for you, and it doesn't have to be going and having a massage or going to a day spa. It could just be 15 minutes at 3 o'clock every afternoon to make a coffee and go and sit out the back in the sun or go and lay on the couch for 15 minutes with a cuppa. That could be your downtime. So use your calendar for you first. Use your calendar to block out days where you've just got white space. And if you know that you've got a busy week coming up, block out time either side of that so you've got some downtime, some time to re-energise, to recoup. And if you know you've got a busy day, take out a couple of 10-minute slots during that day 
just to regather your thoughts, get some food, and just to reset. The other thing with your calendar is make sure you set boundaries so that if you don't want to do work before 9 o'clock in the morning, block out your calendar. If you don't want to do late-night meetings with clients, block out your calendar. Or if you, on a Friday, want to finish work at lunchtime, block out your calendar. If you know that Saturday night is date night with your partner, every second Saturday, block it out and only see your friends the other every, every, every other Saturday. Block out what's important for you in your calendar and then bring everything else in around that. That's setting boundaries and actually making sure that you are setting the time in your schedule for you. Tip number three is about being in flow. So going back to the calendar, you know, my calendar was chockers in every every 15-minute slot had something full, something for the kids, something for a client, something to do shopping, pay bills here, do this, do that, do this. And you were, I was so set in this routine and if something happened out of that, I'd be like, that's not what my calendar said or this wasn't how it was supposed to go or that wasn't that time. You know what? Yes, I've got things blocked in my calendar, but I have a lot of white space and I have all of the things that I want to do and the things that make me happy in my calendar first. And now I'm not so reliant on it. I'm happy to move things around. I go with the flow more. I'm not so structured. I'm able to, you know, manoeuvre and go with the flow with my day or with my week or with my month if things change. I've got enough I've got enough white space in my calendar now to be able to be flexible, whereas before I didn't. I had it so heavily chocked with everything, I had no room to move. And if something, if something was to change, it would throw out everything. It would send me in a spiral. But now I have so much white space and I'm able to go with the flow more because I'm not so filled up with everyone else's activities and everyone else's commitments because, again, I put mine first. So just going with the flow and saying no to the things that you don't want to do or that don't light you up. It's okay to say no. And leaving your options open to go with the flow and if some better invitation comes up, you accept it. Just going with the flow more. And, you know, if you have plans to do something with one of your kids and then they go, oh, sorry, I'm going to go out with my mates, okay. Whereas before I'd be like, no, but it's in my calendar. doesn't matter. Going with the flow now, taking that stress of a regimented calendar and schedule out. Because in midlife, let's just go with the flow. Let's not be so regimented and so scheduled. And that's a lot for me to say because I am such a scheduler. When we go away, it's like we're doing this, we're going here, we're doing this, and it's all so planned. I've really pulled back from that planning because I don't have to be so planned and so organised and on such a tight schedule now because the kids' part of all my scheduling is all out of my calendar. There's no more this one's got work and this one needs to be picked up. I don't have it. We have a whiteboard in our kitchen. It has everyone's work commitments. It has when I'm in Brisbane, when I'm at the Gold Coast. I can go with the flow. I only worry about my own calendars now. doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Number four, appreciate me. Because you know what? You don't always get appreciated by everyone, particularly kids. Mother's Day. Was there lots of appreciation? There was some, but not as much as I'd liked. My birthday, was there a lot of appreciation for me with my milestone of 48? No, because the kids all forgot it until late at night. So maybe they may have got a reminder from my husband. You know, 
friends, do they appreciate you? Do family appreciate you? I mean, you know what? They, should, they probably do. But appreciation comes from you first, appreciating that you're an amazing person, that you are loved, that you have value to give, that you have love to give, that you can make an impact. Appreciation for everything that you've done to make you who you are today. Appreciate that because we're all put on this planet for a purpose. And sometimes you might not think that you know what your purpose is or you may have strayed from that purpose or you may have lost that purpose. But just appreciate who you are because we're not always appreciated. So we need to start with that. It's like how they say, you know, you can't love anyone else until you love yourself. It's so true. That's why we're embracing self-love because if we love ourselves, that love shines and then people then are drawn to that and then they will love us too. The... The other thing with appreciation is, you know, if you've got if you've got um, you know, dark hair or blonde hair and you've got grey coming through, appreciate that. I've had a great life and I've well lived. And I've probably had some stresses in my life that have made those grey grey hairs come through. So what? It's who I am. You can cover it up with dye or you can let it grow out. Cover it up with a hat. Who cares? Who cares about grey hair? Doesn't matter. Doesn't define you. Wrinkles. Appreciate the wrinkles, lines around my eyes and my mouth. It shows that I've got personality, that, that I can move my face still. It's not full of Botox. You know, the, the lines around my mouth, it shows that, you know, I smile and I laugh a lot. That's what those lines are. The lines around my eyes, you know, only 48 years I've experienced so much through, through these eyes. Who cares if they've got some wrinkles around them? It doesn't matter. I've seen so much and learnt so much in my life. Who cares? I might have some cellulite on my thighs. Who cares? This body has born four kids. This body has walked me around on this earth for 48 years. It's these legs walk me to the beach every day where I experience beautiful scenery. This body is mine and I love it and I appreciate it and you should too. So just really appreciating the bits, the good bits and the bad bits because you know what? They all make you who you are. We can't. Okay, so you can change it with, you know, surgery and things like that, but why would you want to? You're who you are. It's everything. It makes you wonderful. It makes you the person that everyone loves. So love yourself. Love all those bits, wobbly bits. Who cares? Number five, negative self-talk. Let's reframe it. So, you know, I might sit there and go, oh, I really should be ringing that friend. I've had a friend in New Zealand that I've been supposed to ring for a couple of weeks and it's just things have just been so crazy with moving house three times in three months and being away and, you know, trying to get tenants in houses and, you know, all sorts of things that I just haven't done it. And I beat myself up going, you know, oh, I'm not a great friend. I should be should be ringing her. Um, and, you know, at some point over the next couple of days, I will. But I shouldn't beat myself up about it because I have got so much going on and I do think of her. And I have said, you know, I'm going to reach out to you. But don't be negative in yourself, beating yourself up because you haven't reached out to that person. Because it goes both ways because that person could also reach out to you. And sometimes you might beat yourself up because you might think, oh, I'm, you know, away with friends and I'm not with my husband or I'm not with my kids. You need that time out. You need that time for you. You need time with friends 
to recharge and to just have that downtime and have fun and, you know, let, let off some steam and to have that separation, you know, um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And you do need to have that separate identity so that you can go away with friends or with family or go away on your own. Um, go away with your partner and spend time away from your kids. You know, we, we all need that. And the ne- the negative self-talk, you know, when you're thinking, oh, you know, I shouldn't have bought that because, you know, things are tight this month. If you work hard and you contribute and buying that thing's going to make you happy, and if you're happier, you're probably going to move and take action to probably make more money. So I hopefully that makes sense. But you know what I mean? Like if you're thinking, you know, oh, I can't go and, um, you know, buy that new um, screen for my computer because money's tight this month. But if buying that extra screen for your computer is going to mean that you get your work done twice as fast because you can look between two screens and ha- instead of having to juggle between tabs on one laptop, you might find that you could double the client load that you could take on or that you get that work done quicker so that you can get that new offer out, out quicker and then you can start selling it quicker. So it's about reframing that negative into a positive. But also a negative self-talk about, you know, oh, so for this month I didn't hit that target. So don't sit there beating yourself up about it. Sit there and think, okay, all right, so I didn't make, meet that target. Okay, what could I have done better that I can do better next month? Or, you know, did I put a, a service out there but the messaging wasn't right? Or was the was the pricing not right? How can I learn from that? So instead of beating yourself up and talking negatively, how can you improve on that? Use that as an opportunity to improve for next time. You know, it's the same as if you go to the shops to get something and you forget it and you get home and everyone's like, oh, you forgot that. It's like, okay, is it a life and death situation? No. Okay, well, I'll get it tomorrow. Or if it really is an ingredient that needs to go in the dinner, well, can we improvise? Or do I jump back in the car and go and get it? Don't beat yourself up about it. We don't want negative self-talk. We want positive. And the same goes, you know, if you've got people in your network that whenever you're around them or you're on the phone to them or they're texting and they're always negative about everything, try and flip it around. Like if I'm talking to someone and they're they're negative, I go, yeah, but what about this? What about that? And just reframing their conversation so that it gets them more in a positive mindset because that wears you down as well. So it's not just you negative self-talk, but it's also the people around you that have been negative about helping them to reframe those conversations as well. Now, number six, be your own cheerleader. Yes, other people will cheer you on, but you know what? No one can cheer as loud as you can for yourself. So, you know, yes, you achieve that. Yes, you achieve that. Yes, you are great at that. Yes, you are good at that. Wow, you did a great job there. Yes, you're an amazing person. Wow, you did that. Be your own cheerleader. Because you know what? You're amazing. You're loved. You have so much to offer. And when you, you know, you, you get, get people that say, oh, wow, that was great, great job. Oh, you did so good. You know, and all you have clients that say, oh, wow, that was amazing. The lady great reviews. But there's nothing wrong with you giving yourself a pat on the back or as Mel Robbins does, high five in the mirror. 
be your own cheerleader because we you know what? We're our harshest critics. As I said, negative self-talk. We are so harsh on ourselves. And if you sort of think, oh, you know, I haven't done this or I haven't done that or I should have done this, it's not going to get you anywhere. If you want to really embrace self-love, then you need to be your biggest cheerleader. You need to love yourself. And in midlife, this is the point where no one's cheering us on. That You know, we've cheated our kids on all this time through their life. We've cheated our partners on, our family on, our friends on. But we get to this point in midlife and, you know what, to get over this next, next stage to really rediscover who we are, to break all those habits that we've had for the last 40 years, to really love ourselves, to embrace this midlife, we need to be our own cheerleaders. So, yes, we're amazing, had a great life and we've got so much to give and we're only just getting started. So that is my six tips to loving yourself in midlife. Let's recap. Firstly, rediscover who you are and really take the time to do that as well, that step. Number two, look in your calendar. Set time for you. Set boundaries. Number three, go with the flow. Don't be so schedule-based. Be flexible. Number four, appreciate you, all your wobbly bits, your double chin, your grey hair. Appreciate you. Number five, negative self-talk. Don't need it. Doesn't help. It just makes us stagnant. We don't take action. Affects our mindset. Let's be positive. Let's talk ourselves up. Come on. Come on, girls. All the guys do it. They talk themselves up. Why can't we do it? Positive self-talk. And number six, be your biggest cheerleader because why not? You are amazing. You are loved. And if no one else told you today, I think you are amazing. You are awesome. Actually, your awesome is my pretty much catch fire. Catch fly? Catch phrase. Everything's awesome. I hope you found this podcast awesome. And you know what? If you know someone who's in midlife and they seem to be a bit down, they don't seem to have control, they really seem a bit lost and they need to rediscover themselves, share this episode with them. And if you had some aha moments, let me know. I would love to know, you know, thoughts, what actions you did. I'd love to know your Rediscover Yourself exercise. How'd you go? What did you come up with? How deep did you go? How many points did you get on it? That's it for today. Until next time, this is the Sharon Cliff Podcast. Before you press stop, thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, do the three S's. Subscribe so you never miss an episode each Thursday. Shout out to your community so they can be inspired and empowered, and share. Share with me your aha moments and your takeaways. By doing this, it helps this podcast to inspire and impact more women globally so they can have a fulfilling life and business. I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram, The Sharon Cliff. And if you want to know more about me or how you can work with me, head to my website, sharoncliff.com.au. See you next time. Ooh.